0: Welcome to episode 12 of Super The Hardest presents Monkey Mode, our lo-fi, more frequent podcast. We did, however, record an episode of Super The Hardest proper uh, last weekend, um, including special guests, including MC Wilson, which was kind of a big deal for us. Uh, we'll be getting that up as soon as we can. Um, file transferring has become a bit of a technical snafu for us lately, so... We'll get it to you as soon as we can. In the meantime, today we're going to talk to Dave about just some random stuff, some games, and and to be quite honest with you, we recorded a few days ago. I fucking forgot what we talked about. So let's find out together, shall we? Here goes. <music> you saw black panther i did i have yet to see it because my uh christine and the kids want to go see it yeah and while that's all well and good (laughs) you know now i'm operating on their schedule yeah i'm not cool with that that sucks (laughs) you know since i got movie pass it's like i go whenever i want
1: doesn't Christine uh, have it, too?
0: Yeah, she's totally got it, but she's in bed by, like, 9 o'clock, you know? Yeah. And uh, too. and uh, so it's just kind of annoying, you know, because now that, you know, you don't go see it without us. It's like, well, I got a plan around three people's schedules now so I can go see it. Yeah. Or I could just go tonight at 10 o'clock <laughs> by myself.
1: <laughs> You're going to sneak it at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. So is it as good
1: as everybody says? i I liked it a lot, yep, I liked it more than the most recent Marvel movies, I would say yeah
0: yeah um what what Marvel movie do you think you like better than Black Panther
1: which ones do I like better
0: yeah, is there one that you like better, like name one
1: um, yeah, I mean the Avengers ones, I like those better, yeah. All right. but I, I, I'm thinking out of out of the most recent like Doctor Strange, Thor three. Um, I've yet Guard- to see Thor three. That's hard oh, to really? I like Thor, 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 Thor three. Thor three. Thor uh,
0: three. Thor
1: three. Guardians two. I liked it out of like out of the phase three that we're in right now.
0: Yeah,
1: I liked it better. Okay, cool. I don't think they do any like new huge story things, but I. I thought of you actually. I thought you would appreciate the fact that it's not this huge world-ending catastrophe that Black Panther needs to save. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a little bit smaller story.
0: I do like takes, that.
1: The majority of it takes place in Wakanda. Mhm.
0: So what was great about it other than the the smaller
1: scope? Uh, I like the smaller scope. I liked that I liked the characters. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I, I hear there's
0: like whoever plays a sister I hear is awesome in it.
1: Yeah, she's great. She's like Q. Oh yeah, yeah. With you know in the Bond movies. Yep, yep. Yeah, she's the one in charge of all the technology. So they totally have this scene where where she's showing him all the new technology that she can that he can use in his suit.
0: Yeah, she so hides something in his shoe.
1: <laughs> no.
0: He's got a he's got a watch that also has like a, a wire he can strangle people with.
1: Yeah, yeah, that he does have some poisonous lipstick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, it's all like super uh, technology stuff. Yeah, I'm trying. Michael B. Jordan is really good as a villain too.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the villain, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they did a good job of making you kind of feel for the villain. Really. Yeah, I won't. I won't say why or whatever, but. That part I won't I won't give away until you see it. But all right, the youth pastor in me was like, (laughs) "Oh, I won't say anything. I won't say anything more until you see it." Sympathy for the devil, Dave. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah, it was. It was way more political than Marvel movies normally are.
0: Really? Yeah. Really. Where is he telling people to make America great again?
1: yeah, yeah, yes, that was it. Maybe. No, it. Wakanda first. It, very, yeah, there's like this whole Wakanda first thing, but then it's, it very much talks about uh, black people being impressed in America.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and why people would lash out because of that. Right. And that was, I, I would, I didn't think Marvel would go there, and yeah. they did. That's cool. And it seemed like they were very much embracing it. And obviously, it's doing amazing. Yeah. Like, it's it's on track to be the highest grossing Marvel movie yet, I think.
0: Is it doing amazing with just the social justice warriors? Or are the uh, true patriots going to watch it, too? <laughs> I don't know. I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay.
0: Can <laughs> you imagine being threatened by this movie? Can you imagine? Uh, like, no, oh, just how how sad of a...
1: Ugh. What a sad sack you have to be to be threatened <laughs> by this movie. Yeah. Yes. Did you? I, I sent you a picture of that tweet, but somebody was like, can you imagine if they made a, a movie with an all-white cast? Where's my white a, history month, yeah, Dave? With a, with a secret <laughs> Scandinavian country, and they call it White Panther, and somebody just tweeted back, and was like, that's Thor. And they <laughs> yeah. made it three times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like the king of some secret scandinavian country (laughs) yes that's thor that is literally thor (laughs) you sad bastards so that Um, i mean i think that's awesome i i know that and i don't think i'm being stereotypical when i say this but i think that it encourages more black people that it's an all-black cast and i think there's a well, lot of people that are going to go see this movie a ton of times because it's rare that such a huge budget movie yeah, gets yeah. gets an all black cast and it's embraced by everybody. Well,
0: I think it. If anything, I th- even more so. I think it hopefully yeah. encourages Hollywood and like studios and stuff to, you know, oh yeah, look at that, we can make money, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, we yeah.
0: don't we don't have to you know have a white guy playing you know. Black Panther, you know? <laughs> like, like we don't have to whitewash these movies, you know. We can, I mean, and yeah, it's great. Like for me, I'm, I'm freaking, I'm, I'm white as snow, man. I'm the whitest dude, you know. But I can't, I just simply cannot imagine being threatened by this. You know, it's no. just, it's just so, so sad to me. It's I mean, and not sad as in, oh, isn't that a shame? It's like sad sack pathetic to me you know
1: it's yeah. just these Thank sad you. ass makes, motherfuckers no sense to me and just and how it,
0: insecure are you how freaking sad are you yeah.
1: and i think it'll be a little bit like deadpool yeah. where it just made a crap ton of money mm-hmm. people realize they could make an r-rated superhero movie and it'll make money so for this is just like they could make an movie that's all people of color and well if you think about it
0: if you think about it this way i mean that's kind of interesting that it's taken like these superhero movies to expand the i guess i don't know the minds or whatever of not just audiences but like i was saying like studios where take a look at wonder woman i mean that was a pretty damn female-centric movie and they're and they're like oh holy shit this made a trillion dollars Turns out we can make movies with women in it.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know, like, and have women directors. Yeah, like. yeah.
0: Like, so I mean, yeah. as much as some people lament, like, oh uh, friggin', su- everything's a superhero movie now, which is true to an extent. But yeah, at the same, at the same time, it's crazy how many, like, just how many doors these superhero movies are opening. You know, yeah. If you think about it in that way, yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy. And both both wonder woman and black panther have like really great stories too they're not just hinging on the fact that it's an all female cast or an all people of color cast it's like yeah we're gonna make this movie really good too it's like they they aren't doing this because it's a gimmick they actually have a story to tell
0: yeah
1: that requires the, the people to be like different roles you know so
0: speaking of that sort of thing, uh, are, are you good with Black Panther? Are you got any more to say about
1: it? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is that it, it definitely made me excited for Marvel to go a little bit more off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. And dig dig a little bit deeper on characters that haven't gotten a lot of play, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, shit, they already made two Guardians of the Galaxy movies.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, what more do <laughs> you want, Dave? <laughs> and, I, I mean, and Ant-Man. Yeah, like, exactly. Which I, I really liked Ant-Man. Yeah, I, I thought it was, was great. I like that it's different. Yep.
0: Um, so speaking of what you were talking about a little bit is uh, I went and saw Annihilation the other night. Um, yeah. Which, you know, is a is a pretty, you know, the five leads are all f- females, right? The, or the five, you know, people who go on this mission or whatever. And, uh, and they do address it at one point in the movie, um, I think, when they're talking about the group that's going in. Natalie Portman's like, all women? And the, the one woman response, no, all scientists. You know, it's like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Cha-ching, right? But anyway. Um, just, a, just in case the audience didn't realize that, I mean, like, we're just just <laughs> open up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
0: But anyway, um, that's, I mean, that's not really the focus of this movie at all. But um, it's, uh, it, it's funny, I guess, you know, I, I don't want to go too far on this, like, whole, this whole theme, I guess, of, you know, whatever, you know, with the opening doors for what, sure. but, yeah. but it is, so this movie is about what happens, what happens in this movie is something hits the earth, right? it look, at, at the start of the movie, they show it and it looks like maybe a meteor or something. But what yeah. it does is it creates like this area, like this zone that's the border of which is, Like, it looks like almost like, I don't know, shiny oil or something. Like a wall of shiny, like, glistening oil that they call... They refer to as the shimmer, right? And it's slowly, very slowly expanding.
1: Okay. Sounds like something out of a Stephen
0: King book. Right? Like, what was that? The dome or whatever? Or the mist, even? Yeah. So it's very slowly expanding. And they're... They send in people on teams to uh, figure out what the hell it is, but nobody comes back, right? And you can't communicate from within it. So, you know, if you bring like a radio or a walkie-talkie or whatever, you can't communicate with the outside world. Of course not. So they send in a uh, team of, you know, um, like elite soldiers or whatever to go in. And one of them is Natalie Portman's husband and he goes in and with his team and she doesn't hear from him for a year and it's a secret miss- mission so she has no idea where he's gone she just assumed, a year yeah she just assumes he was killed in combat like she has Ugh. no she she just thought like he was going you know off to like a mission a battle or whatever yeah. and he probably died in combat There, you know she she has no information so she assumes that he's dead mhm um one day she's in her bedroom painting the bedroom. It's been a year. She's deciding to move on with her life. And all of a sudden, there he is. He shows up at the door. And she's just like, holy shit, right? Yeah. But but there's something obviously wrong with him. And at one point, he starts spitting up blood. So she calls the ambulance. Um, And as they're on their way to the hospital in the ambulance, uh, government, like vehicles, Uh, pull the ambulance, like, they run the ambulance off the highway, uh, haul him and Natalie Portman out, take them to a secret base, and uh, start interrogating her. Like, where the hell did he come from? You know, like, what's going on, right? Yep. Because he came out of the shimmer, and they didn't even realize it. And so, right? Like, so they're like, what the fuck? And slowly like they tell her what's going on about they tell her about the shimmer and the whole deal and, okay and there's a there's a they're sending in a group of scientists these four women that i talked about at the beginning and she f- weasels her way in with this group because she's also a biologist so she feels like she can be of use right mm-hmm. <laughs> so she goes in and that's kind of the premise of the movie i guess i spoiled like the first 20 minutes whatever um it's cool but uh they go in and they lose track cool for me who knows about the listeners <laughs> they go in uh, they immediately lose track of time like they go in and they're like how long have we been here and they're like oh, i don't know seems like a couple apparently it's been a couple days cuz you know we've eaten at least 3 days worth of rations or whatever right so like time is kind of slipping from them they can't communicate so their goal is to get to this lighthouse where this meteor thing hit that's okay. where the impact is and along the way um, they discover all sorts of freaky shit, um, along with, like, the base or, like, the camp where her husband's group stayed for a little bit while they were in there, and they find videos of all sorts of weird, wacky shit that went on, um, when, uh, her husband's group was there, um. They find all sorts of mutated animals because apparently DNA is just out of control in here, so things are crossbreeding, Oish. like cross-pollinating with other things. So okay, um, and then skip to the end. Uh, again, I'm uh, these are I'm bordering on spoilers, but uh, in the end, it gets all 2001: A Space Odyssey on your ass. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and you watch it and you're like, holy Christ! I wish I had dropped some acid or had some mushrooms to eat right now because this would be amazing. And then you're left wondering what the hell you just watched. And, okay,
1: and so they, just like two thousand one, where it's like, yep does Does Natalie Portland see herself as a baby at some point? Uh, no, okay. no. But equally weird stuff. Um,
0: and and they try to give you some sort of twist ending, like some sort of, eh, right? Oh, but, you're, yeah. but you're just like, great, awesome, <laughs> that's fantastic, guys, <laughs> thanks for thanks for just completely blowing my mind, uh, <laughs> you know, that was amazing, that last 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> really selling it for me. <laughs> if you want to see it, it is kind of worth seeing in the theater, because the visuals okay. and the sound are both amazing like the audio in this movie it's yeah. incredible. I mean the
1: reviews um, were okay. Yeah. I thought
0: they were that bad. No, no, it actually received really good sure reviews.
1: I'm pretty sure it's certified fresh.
0: It it did get really good reviews and I'm not saying it's a bad movie by any means. It's just I was just like, "Oh. Huh. I guess that was something." You know. <laughs> and they do spend a lot of time on flashbacks, like flashing oh. back to her and her husband's relationship. And other things that kind of happened in her life. And that's that stuff, I was like, why? Like, I don't care. You know, I mean, I guess you're giving us a little context to their lives. But there's a certain aspect to their relationship where I'm like, big deal. Like, what does this have to do with anything? I do not care. Like, nobody yeah. cares about this, right? Um, so that was kind of lame to me. Um, but it was an okay movie. Uh, it was all right. Would I recommend it? Not really, but yeah. it, it's it was okay. I mean, you might uh, like you might like it. You've got horrible taste. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> but I, I hate I I mean I guess I don't like saying oh I don't really recommend it and then somebody watches it like three months later and like they're like you dick that movie was great you know yeah to each their own you know and it, like you said it did get good reviews.
1: Yeah, I you just know? looked it up. 85%. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, people Although, love it. No. And and whoever writes for the city pages, our local uh, like weekly newspaper here,
1: yeah, uh, they loved it. So, sometime you should watch 2001: A Space Odyssey with my dad. That's yeah. his favorite, that's his favorite movie of all time. It is a pretty badass movie. And he gave me commentary the whole like that the whole scene when uh, Dave is just tripping out. Yeah, yeah. He gave me the commentary of like what's happening in his mind. Yeah, because he read, because he knows the books really well.
0: Yeah, I, uh, it was
1: it was great. I was like, okay, I actually enjoyed that because if I was watching it by myself, I would have just been mad.
0: Yeah, I had a, um, a, I used to have a projector screen in my basement here. Yeah, with a big ass screen, and that was one of the movies that I watched on it, like. Uh, when I first got it, and I had the uh, you know stereo cranked up, and I oh, will man. say, I will say that blew my damn mind. I was like, that was, <laughs> that was worth worth watching on the projector. Let me tell had you, had you
1: seen it before? Or was that? The yeah, I, ha- I had movie? seen it before,
0: okay. maybe once or twice, but it, this was like right after the Blu-ray came out.
1: The Blu-ray is so well done on that movie. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So speaking of uh, trippy sci-fi, um, yep. I watched both it's Blade Roll Runner. Run. Both Blade Runner movies uh, this week. I had a couple days off. So. I have
1: not seen either.
0: Okay. Um, I had seen the original Blade Runner movie a couple times. Um, when I was younger, I watched like the original like theatrical cut, probably on VHS. Um, I probably saw that a couple times when I was younger. And then um, about ten years ago or so, when the Blu-ray came out, I watched the director's cut, which I thought was terribly boring. It's
1: crazy long, isn't it?
0: Um, uh, no, it's not that long. It's like two hours.
1: Oh, I thought the director's cut made what, it really long. I,
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that, but I do remember okay. it. I, I was it, so it strips out the narration, and uh, is that and, for the better? Uh, at the time, I didn't think so. Right. Um, at the time, I was like, "This is fucking boring. Like, what the hell?" And then yeah. they after that. He released Ridley Scott released the final cut, which supposedly improved upon the director's cut. So that that's the one that I watched on Monday this week, and it is uh... it it is great. It also does not have the commentary, and I didn't find it boring at all. I thought it was fantastic. I loved I loved everything about it, and it was right around two hours. Okay, Um, so. Uh, Just a quickie, you know, Blade Runner, the the whole premise is that this company called the Tyrell Corporation um, developed like these basically androids that they call replicants that are virtually indistinguishable from humans. um, And they were designed to kind of be slave labor off world, so off planet, right? Yep. Um, uh, Of course, as you'd expect, these replicants rebel and whatnot, and some of them escape back to Earth. Um, and they the ones that are on earth. Um, they, there's like a police force, um, called blade runners who have to, it's like their mission to track these things down and retire them, which is basically killing them. Right. Mm-hmm. So Harrison Ford is a blade runner and you know, his job, he's, he's, he's got a mission. Uh, it's another one of those one last mission kind of things. Cause he's a, yeah. he's a retired blade runner and. Uh, at the beginning they bring him back cause you know, he's got to do it. He's the best or whatever. Um, so there, there were like, I think there were like six replicants that escaped from an off world colony. And now they're back in like futuristic Los Angeles, which is 2019. It's kind of hilarious. It's, it's like <laughs> nice. back to the future too. In that way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, when did,
1: to, when did back to the future? hit?
0: 2015. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it takes place in like a futuristic um, Los Angeles, and he's got to track them down. One of them is Daryl Hannah, and she's like crazy in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, but the main one is Rutger Hauer. You know that guy? No. The actor, he's like blonde, blonde. He's like all Scandinavian looking. Okay. Uh, but anyway, and uh, so it's it's a great movie. I love it. I, the moment it was done, I wanted to restart it and watch it again. Um, wow what I like about it is it it presents like kind of a realistic future I mean it's a depressing future there's like pollution up the ass and you know it's kind of bleak but at the same yeah. time it's not like all glossy and shiny and CGI and all that stuff right it's yep. it's, it, 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 it's kind of grounded right um, So I really like that about it. So the next day I bought Blade Runner 2049. Which is a long ass movie, Dave. It's three freaking hours long. And, Holy uh, cow! Yep, and it stars uh, um, Ryan Gosling, and he's a Blade Runner, but he's Damn. also he's also a replicant. Oh, so he's killing his own kind, or what? Exactly. So in the thirty years down the road from the original movie, um, a new company. Run by uh, your buddy, uh, what's his name, Jared Leto. Leto. Uh, (laughs) My buddy? Yeah.
1: The best joker we've ever had. Exactly.
0: Um, uh, So a company run by him, they've gained permission to make replicants again because these replicants obey, right? Uh Uh-huh. So Ryan Gosling is a replicant who tracks down other replicants and retires them, right? So, um, I, I guess I don't want to give too much away because a lot of it's spoilery, all right. But Harrison Ford is in the movie and he does track down Harrison Ford at one point. And, um, but my favorite part of the movie is that so he's a replicant and everybody knows he's a replicant and they are very much discriminated against by both humans and replicants, right? Wait, everybody knows that
1: Ryan Gosling's a replicant, yep,
0: yep, okay, yep. And so he's kind of a lonely dude, right? And yep. he goes home every day, and he's got like this. Imagine like if Siri was a hologram. Yeah. Um. So it's like this futuristic Siri that is basically his companion, right? It's, yep. He comes home. She cooks him fake dinner. You know, she asks him questions about his day. They talk and stuff. Oh, because he doesn't uh, need to eat. Well, uh, he does, but she's you know she's a a hologram so she like puts down a holographic plate oh i I see you know and stuff like that but they do have this relationship and the more that he talks to her the more like she gains intelligence and stuff i mean and, and it's it's not the main focus of the movie but it's the one that i found the most interesting because um like she she became more and more realistic as as time went on right and, mm-hmm. uh, and And it was really interesting because so I was like, man, is this the future of Siri? that'd be amazing you know <laughs> um there's one scene <sighs> no I don't that's a spoiler All right. because I know you're right now you're wondering, but John, does he have sex with her I, yeah right, lo- right? yeah yeah the, an, the answer is kinda jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh. The movie is the movie's super long. Um, It's it's almost three hours, but I loved it too. I thought it was great. And even though you know, obviously, filmmaking technology has come a long way since 1982. Yeah, they don't go overboard with it. Like it's still very much grounded in like the same kind of vibe as the original one.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Because I was kind of worried about that. I was like, is this going to be like the Star Wars prequels compared to the original Star Wars? You know, where everything is like all of a sudden shiny. Even though it's supposed to happen before, you know, but it—I mean, it it did definitely look a lot more impressive, but not like,
1: not like jarringly so, you know. Like it still fit within the world. It's on sale for ten bucks, so maybe I'll just—maybe I should just buy it for ten bucks. Where is it on sale for ten bucks? The new one. Yeah, where? All the digital copies. Are you shitting me? Let me look. I just bought it for twenty bucks on
0: iTunes, Uh, like four days ago. Let me look. Anyway, um, it's uh, it's it's really good. It also so it also oh no
1: iTunes is still twenty bucks.
0: Damn it! So Amazon's ten. So it also comes with um, three prologues, which are like three short films that take place like you know in 2022, 2038, and twenty forty eight. I think
1: just to get um, you ready.
0: Yeah, I mean you don't have to watch them beforehand, but they're kind of cool little companion pieces. I would probably just watch 2049 first and then watch the prologues. Um, but anyway. Uh, Should I cool. watch the
1: original first? Totally. Yes. Okay.
0: Without question. Uh, right. And I've got that on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Okay. It's, it's
1: fantastic. Yeah, um, I definitely would want to. I borrowed a DVD copy from a friend of mine, and I started watching it. And I was like, I just know this will look so much better on Blu-ray. Yep, yeah, it's really good. Maybe I'm a little bit of a snob that way, but. Yeah. Make sure you watch the final cut. Okay. So that's that one. Um, maybe, well, are you going to, well, we can talk later (laughs) (laughs) about when I can borrow it. I can borrow it this
0: weekend if you're, yeah, I was going to say just remind me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: and then finally, um, I wanted to talk about this show on Netflix that I'm watching called ugly delicious
1: Oh yeah, I want to talk about that too.
0: Yeah, it just came out on Netflix like a week ago, and um, I've i watched the first three episodes. I think there are eight total, and it's kind of a food uh, food documentary series um, by David Chang, who is kind of a celebrity chef in a way that uh, people probably have heard of. Um, the The only way I, the only reason I knew him was because he used to. Um, show up on that show Treme on HBO oh really Um, yeah very briefly like he would he would show up for like you know a scene every few episodes um and he was really good in it but uh but so the basic premise is it kind of takes it's not a pretentious food show at all it's kind of the opposite So it's called Ugly Delicious, where he just talks about, like, everyday food that people make, right? Yeah. Um, So the first episode is pizza. Second episode is tacos. Third episode is just straight-up home cooking. Um, He's got another episode, I think, that's, like, all about stuffed food, you know? (laughs) Um, So for the pizza one, the first episode, like, he goes to New York, obviously. He goes to Naples, and he goes to Tokyo, and it's yeah. not—it's not just him. It's him and his friend. I forget his friend's name, but he's a New York Times food writer. And uh, they go around and they just talk about like what is real pizza to people, you know, like what is good pizza to certain people, like sure there are—is it really like—is really Italian pizza the only way to make it, you know, like real way to make it? And by the end, you know, they're like, no, you know, pizza is whatever people want it to be, and and um and he. As, as he's talking to some of his friends he starts talking about how much he loves dominos right and of course they're like yeah. that that's fucking blasphemy right <laughs> and he's like no man they make a quick pizza they make a good pizza you know it's it's not going to blow your mind but it's good pizza you know and right. and so he goes to a dominos and he hangs out with the dominos manager for a day and he goes on deliveries awesome. he goes on deliveries and he sh- they show you how like the app works and uh, and he's just like, you know, you guys are less of a pizza company and more of a technology company because this technology is fucking incredible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, what do they
1: call that? What do they call that? Oh, a pizza tracker, yep, yep. I man. have a, fr- a friend of mine, and she's at work, she's like, oh, I get drunk on the weekends, and I go home and just watch the pizza tracker <laughs> for that to show up, <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: crazy, it's like hooked up to the freaking oven, man. It's nuts, like how they've got it going, really, yeah, yeah, it's insane. So anyway, but it's it's a really good show this uh, this ugly delicious. The second episode is about tacos so obviously they go to Mexico, they go to LA. there's a lady who lives in Copenhagen uh, Denmark and she is Mexican but she like she like you know cooks these amazing tacos in, in Denmark you know it's nuts And then the third episode about home cooking is just that like he goes to different people's homes and like they show like eating with your family and you know yeah how it's it's not gourmet food but it tastes just as good if not better than gourmet food right and yeah how how it's more about like the atmosphere and the company and he goes to his mom's house for thanksgiving and you know the whole family's around making thanksgiving dinner and stuff and it's a really good show and it's a really inspiring show like it makes you just want to cook
1: oh man i'm totally gonna watch it yep so I looked it up. He had a show on PBS called Mind of the Chef. Did you ever watch that? Uh uh-uh. uh. It was I um I don't know if it I don't know if they had more than one season or not, but but it was basically it sounds like it's ugly delicious. Yeah. Cause like the first episode he talks about ramen and how how it's come from you know, like the thirty cent package of ramen and what it really should be like. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. He made a sauce out of like Barry Starburst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His, th- I mean, he, he talks about
0: it a lot where he's like, you know, I don't, he's like, I don't give a shit about gourmet food anymore. You know, he's like, the more I, the more I cook, the more I just want to make good food and I don't really care about, you know, the style of it and whatnot. Huh. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a really interesting dude. And, uh, like I said, it, it makes, it it's, it's an inspiring show because when I watch stuff on the food network, it just stresses me out. Like, yeah, me too. I don't care to watch that stuff because it makes cooking seem miserable.
1: Yeah, and, and like everything's timed and there's buzzers yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's it's totally takes the joy out of it for me.
0: Yep, and and with shows like this and the, another guy that I really like and I know some people can't stand him, but I really like Jamie Oliver because he kind of does the same thing. Like he just he makes. He shows people cooking together and having a good time. Like when you watch a Jamie Oliver show, it's not like cook that food, you piece of shit. You got five seconds, <laughs> you know. It's not like that, you know. He just does it for the love of the food, you know. And that's that's what I respect about that guy, you know. I well, have you watched the Great British Bake Off? The I need to, the, I need to. You and Mo were talking about it. I mean, yeah. it's
1: awesome. Yeah, and it's and the thing that I love so much about it is, yeah, they're timed and it is a competition, but like everybody's working together and it shows them in the aisles being like, oh, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? They're like, that's an awesome idea. Thanks. And I'll go run off and do it. Like, you would yeah. never see that in an American cooking show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I can't watch Food Network at all. Um, the only show on Food Network that I that I like is, inexplicably, is uh, with that freaking putz, Guy Fieri, is uh, <laughs> Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Just because <laughs> I like shit like that, you know? I like finding little shitty restaurants and stuff.
1: <laughs> you like seeing a guy... Have the best bite of food he's ever had three times an episode. <laughs> exactly, but <laughs> Oh but, man, I gotta get.
0: <laughs> but I like finding like the little shithole, you know, places that cook great that food. Just
1: do amazing things. Yeah. You know, so that's that's,
0: that's, that's why cool. I like that show. Oh, I man. like that too. Yeah. I don't
1: like his personality that much, but I like. No, you're not gonna I mean, wear.
0: You're not gonna wear your sunglasses
1: backwards. Yeah, on I'm to I'm not gonna go to the frosted tips again. <laughs> <laughs> wear flaming bowling shirts. <laughs> Yeah, I can't go back there, John. All <laughs> Although, right. maybe I should, and then you can nominate me for Queer Eye.
0: This guy's style is just like freaking Guy Fieri.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> surrounded with some bottles of donkey sauce. <laughs> donkey sauce. <laughs> that's, 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 just, that's just like sauce that you can buy, donkey sauce. I'm sure it is. That
0: does not surprise me. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think we did good work here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.
0: sake we didn't talk about games at all did we (laughs) Uh, it was a long weekend guys Uh, speaking of that man we had a great weekend we celebrated hilden's birthday had family and friends over and like i said mc wilson came a bunch of other friends came uh hilden's brother flew in from california Uh, it was an excellent weekend so uh uh yeah it was it was a big weekend i'll just leave it at that for now um if you would like, please send us an email, mailbag at mojomenace.com. Give us a call, 612-424-3835. Come join our forums. Hang out at Appreciation Month. So we're doing some uh, Galaga and uh, and uh, what's the other? Gradius. Gradius uh, score chases this week. i got to get on that. I've been slacking. Um, anyway, and, uh, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. Just don't mention the audio because, you know, lo-fi. Anyway, that's all for this week, guys. Uh, Or at least this episode. We'll probably be back. Probably be back. That was hard to say. We will probably be back very shortly with another episode. So hang tight. Thanks again. To Hilden. Don Chichio.